I went through a period recently where I really missed one of my exes. Well, I just like was thinking about them a lot. But I would rather walk around Shanghai barefoot than ever date that man again, okay? So the fact that I was thinking about him doesn't have to mean anything. Hi, welcome to, welcome back to Friend Crush. I am your host, Amber Killer. This is my podcast where I talk about stuff and things, cute, chaotic, and critical thinking. Here we celebrate being hot and having fun. The flop that comes before the sleigh that is preceded by another flop and then by another sleigh, the the cycle of flopping and slaying. (laughs) And you can follow me on Instagram at Amber Killer, TikTok, SoundCloud, Spotify. The Instagram for the podcast is at friend.crush. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave a comment, leave your thoughts and feelings. I so appreciate it when people let me know that they listen to the podcast. They take the time to let me know that they appreciate the time that I put into the podcast. It means so much to me. So thank you. Today's topic is no contact, how to win at no contact or how to survive no contact, how to do no contact. I'm just going to be talking about no contact. Like generally, I cannot give you like advice on what to do if you're in like an abusive situation. I don't want to put you at risk. I don't know how to like deal with anything that's beyond just like the regular degular scope of like breaking up and no contact. I don't want to. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not an expert. I'm just providing my thoughts and feelings based on my experience based on my observations so I can't like advise you on the legal criminal aspects that might come with like a situation that you're in even though I have a law degree okay I'm not qualified so (laughs) disclaimer let me have a sip of this coke I just ordered myself a little treat and I like started recording the intro for this episode, but then my little McDonald's spicy wings and crispy chips arrived and I started eating and I just couldn't stop. I really needed it to like do this. So, you know, I never order like McDonald's when I'm overseas really, or like when I'm in Australia, but it's just so convenient and it's so good in China. It's wild, like not something that you would expect, but very true. Okay. Let me pull up the question about no contact. I hope everyone is doing well. You know, I just want to say like one thing that I find really unattractive and that kind of gives me the ick in any like beginning of a relationship connection context is when people that you don't know hit you up like the day of consistently hit you up day of to see if you're free to hang out or to like do something or like go on a date And if I tell them, like, I'm sorry, you need to plan in advance. Like, I just, I can't, I don't, I'm like rarely available day of, you know? And there's no reason why I should make myself available to you. I don't know you, you're a stranger. Different people want different things. Me personally, day of spontaneous plans, I can manage with like my friends that I know well and that I want to see. Spontaneous day of plans with someone that I don't know where I might like have my time wasted when I could just be at home doing nothing. 
I'm not into that. You know, I think as much as people say like your feelings are valid, something else we should consider is like your plans are valid. So even though my plans might be, I'm going to lie on the couch, rewatch the first episode of Succession season four, because it didn't come out all at once. So I have to like keep myself entertained until the next episode. And I was also half asleep when I watched the first episode. Like that is my plan for tonight. That is a plan. Okay. That might not seem like a plan to many people, but that is my plan. And I am not going to go out with some random dude, uh, who's asked me out the day of instead of doing my original plan, because I was excited for that original plan and I'm going to see it through. And I know that if I went out and had a bad time when I know that I could be sitting pretty at home watching Succession season four, episode one. I would never forgive myself. And would Kendall forgive me? I don't know. No contact. So I got a question from a listener. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Hi, Amber. I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning of the year because I'm going through a breakup. Lol. Not lol. Okay. Life will fuck with you. And your videos have been super helpful in trying to pick myself up. I've listened to both the breadcrumbing and training for a breakup episodes. And I'm sorry if it's repetitive, but I was wanting to hear your take on the convo of breadcrumbing slash no contact slash gaslighting. I've tried to be in no contact with my ex since we broke up in January, 2023 and haven't been the one to initiate contact as he's drunk texted me once every two to three weeks since, which has resulted in us seeing each other each time and always leaves me in tears and feeling empty. Lol. I'm so sorry, girl, that you have to lull, you know, the pain that you're experiencing right now. The last time was this past weekend and he got angry because one of his mates saw him come pick me up and said it was embarrassing that we're still seeing each other when we broke up two months ago. He texted me first. He texted me because he was drunk and missed me, which I know is a lame excuse, but I'm not sure what to feel because I'm super attached and thought you could slap me further into my senses. Oh, you bet I will, honey. I've been a further clown and tried to initiate convo because during the times we broke no contact, we would hang out and it would be like old times, minus the major affection. But in me trying to be friendly now, he's just given me dead end responses, which I know are a signal to stop speaking to him. Now I'm trying to go back into no contact for the fourth time, lol, but I left some of my skincare at his place and I don't want to initiate conversation again, but now I'm unsure how to go about getting my stuff back without falling into a trap and looking like a clown again. Sorry, I just ranted to you. Haha, hope this is okay. Alrighty, Rooney, let's get into it. So drunk texting, first of all. Lame. Okay, I'm sorry. I know a lot of people do drunk text. Why are you drunk texting? Just have fun. I don't even drink and I don't text anybody when I'm at a party because I'm busy at the party unless I'm getting someone to come to the party. Thank you for listening to the podcast and letting me know that you listen to it. I really appreciate it. So no contact is very important, I think, in any type of breakup. Whether you agree on no contact or not, or no contact is a boundary that you set with yourself, I think that you need to process your feelings and your experience yourself. You cannot heal in the place that you have been hurt or traumatized. You need to process before you even consider re-entering because Otherwise, you're just like spiraling around. You're not actually growing, okay? You're just like going in circles. You're like planting a seed and then pulling it out before it even gets a chance to sprout. 
You need to plant the seed, water it, let it sprout, and then decide what your next move is. When you are consistently in contact with someone that you were heartbroken over, that you were traumatized by, you're setting yourself back in being able to heal and move into a new version of yourself so that you can have a new perspective on that person and that situation. Because regardless of whether you are aware of it or whether you embrace it or not, things are changing all the time. You cannot go back to what something once was, no matter how much you want to, because as time passes, as your cells, you know, on a scientific, biological level and a philosophical level, like things are changing all the time. The skin cells in your body regenerate, you age, other people age, new information is discovered, lies are uncovered, you know, that's just the way that things are. And it's important that you take time with yourself to see and observe how that has happened or how it is happening and how you can direct it moving forward, how you want things to happen. And then balance this with, you know, the unknown, the things that you can't control. You can't control the fact that your ex is going to hit you up when he's drunk, but you can control whether or not you reply. Why are you replying? Why are you replying? You know, you're a clown for doing so. And yet you keep going to the mirror and putting on your clown makeup. That is a choice. And you need to take time to yourself so that you can create more space between the trigger and the choice that you make. Because it can feel like when you're emotionally triggered that you have no choice. He messages you, you have to reply. But if you have taken time to reflect on what it means for you to be able to heal from this and to grow, what it means for you to move on from this relationship or this person... When you've taken that time and you've let yourself sit in the uncomfortable feeling and you've let yourself process it rather than just constantly distract yourself, then when you are triggered, you have more space between the trigger processing and then how you respond, whether you respond at all and not responding when you are triggered. And when someone hits you up, that is also a response in and of itself. Doing nothing is still something. Okay. And you also need to be able to like, define that for yourself because sometimes we think oh we have to do something sometimes doing nothing is important too so that's why you have to take time to yourself and you have to insist on no contact for a certain period of time and I think the the period of time is until you feel like the emotional charge when you think about that person is like lessened or like almost at a neutral point Because then you will be able to see whether it's even worth speaking to them again. Like when you're at a point where it wouldn't really matter whether you spoke to them or not, or it wouldn't affect you that much. Like it's difficult to get to a completely apathetic state for most people. So when it wouldn't affect you that much, that's when you're in the best position to decide whether you want to initiate contact again. And that's also most likely when you won't want to, when you realize that it's not worth it, where it's like, you know what, if we saw each other, if it happened, okay, but I'm not going to go out of my way for that because I'm a different person. I'm removed from that situation. Now I've healed and gained perspective on what happened, what it means for me, what it means for me moving forward. And it's no longer interesting to me, you know, but when you're still stuck in it, when the emotions are still very fresh and very present, you just want to create relief 
for those feelings that are uncomfortable and then you will like you will succumb to the urge to reply to that person and do something and think that that is going to relieve the pain but that's not what's going to happen okay temporary relief maybe but you're still left with more and more emotional baggage that you have to process because you tried to avoid the pain by returning to the place where you were hurt. And now you have an even greater wound and you have even more healing time and more healing resources that are required. So no contact is so important if you are moving on from heartbreak. Even if you're like quitting a job, you know, you invested a lot of yourself into this job and it was really hard for you and you experienced a lot of difficulties in that job, leaving that job, like, would you keep going back to that office when you stop getting paid? Would you? I wouldn't. So why do you keep going back to a relationship where you know that you're only going to get hurt? Okay. Like they have already demonstrated to you up until this point that your well-being is not of interest to them. Them getting their needs met is what is of interest to them. You are a means to their end. And it's okay that you've, you know, gotten off track in your no contact, but tomorrow is a great time to start again in any context. So accept that you weren't able to honor the no contact before. Be self-compassionate and then recognize that moving forward, you are going to be determined to not let it, let it affect you. I think the best thing to do is have practices in place for what you do when you are triggered or when they do hit you up so that you don't break no contact and you need to prepare for this in advance. Okay. Train for a breakup. That's why it's called training for a breakup. So like if, and then, so if he messages me, I am going to set a timer for 10 minutes and write a thought dump in a journal about how I'm feeling and what I wish I could say to him. And then I'm going to decide if it's worth replying. If he messages me, I'm going to delete the message right away or I'm going to prevent that from even happening and I'm just going to block him because there's no shame in removing yourself from a person or a situation that harms you okay you would not hang out with a loaded gun (laughs) uh, and risk your life you could just not hang out with a loaded gun you know you could not load the gun And then you're not at risk of it being set off at any point. You can block that person so that they don't have access to you because people who only use you as a means to their end without showing any appreciation or respect, they don't deserve access to you point blank period. Okay. And you need to develop your own internal ick for the disrespect and for the ways in which people don't appreciate what you are willing to give to them. And it's hard because you wish you could just give freely and people would just kumbaya and we would all join lovingly in a circle of friendship and trust. But that's not how things work, okay? I too wish that that was the case, that I could just like be who I want to be and give what I want to give to people and have that be reciprocated. But that's not how things work. And if you are not in tune with the reality of how you're being treated, you're not going to have a good time. Your needs won't get met. You will deplete yourself and nobody else is going to give a shit because it's going to be obvious that you did it to yourself. You know, you feel like these people are doing it to you. They're going out of their way to harm you and there's nothing you can do about it, but it's because you have not increased the space between the trigger and your response. So that's the first thing. The fact that 
you know, you leave in tears and you feel empty when you hang out with this person. Where previously you were in a relationship, so that wasn't the case. You need to develop an ick because why do you consist, like you, you know that you're going to feel shit. Okay. So why do you go back? You've left in tears, felt empty. They may or may not have known that, especially if they've known that and they know that that's the effect that they have on you and you go back, then they think that you're okay with it. If you weren't okay with it, you wouldn't go back and that would become clear to them. You need to let your actions speak. Okay. Because it's easy to say like, oh, you hurt my feelings so much and I can't do this. And then you go back, you going back speaks louder than you saying that it hurts your feelings. Okay. Because it doesn't hurt enough for you to stop. Think about that. But you know what? Everyone's rock bottom is different. And I think the fact that you sent me this message is an indication that you're getting there because that means that you've already spoken to like everybody else around you about it and you're not getting any new answers and now you're messaging me, that means that you're ready for change, okay? Because otherwise, at different stages of your life, you have different degrees of like how much you can wonder about what it would have been like if you didn't make this decision that was really difficult for you to make, but you know that you ultimately have to make. Like I was talking to my friend the other day. She was in his long-term relationship. She had emotionally checked out by like the third or the fourth year and they stayed together for like another two and she said that only when she got to the point where like seeing him like take a like smoking a cigarette on the balcony would trigger the thought of her like pushing him off the balcony and feeling satisfied like the presence of him made her so was so unbearable to her and when she realized that she was thinking like that and the idea of her, him not being in her life and her violently pushing him off a cliff, off a balcony. She was like, oh my God, I'm sick and I need to do something about this. Like that was her rock bottom when she realized that thinking like that was just not acceptable. So she had to take action. Everyone's rock bottom is different. I have a very low threshold for bullshit. You know, I feel like my threshold is too much and other people tell me that it would take them twice as long to make a decision that it takes me only so long to make. And the reason why I think it's effective for me is because, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. Like I tell myself that I'm lazy, which is not always helpful, but I tell myself that I'm lazy in terms of like, I don't want to deal with more shit. I don't like dealing with bullshit because I want to focus on being hot and having fun. This all returns back to the philosophy of being hot and having fun. You need to make yourself like too lazy to deal with more problems. And when you break no contact, you are creating more problems for yourself than you are solving. So you, I'm too lazy to deal with the emotional fallout of me breaking no contact. So I don't break it. Like that's how I convince myself that it's worth maintaining, even though it's so uncomfortable in the moment or when you have times where you really just want to wild the fuck out and tell somebody off in a way that is not productive at all, you know, It's easier for me to resist that because I'm like, it's a waste of my energy. You're going to give me wrinkles. I don't want to get Botox right now. You know, like this is the mental gymnastics that you need to learn to do. Find something that's like seemingly unrelated to this situation, but is ultimately like for, for your benefit in some way, something else that you care about and connected to that in order to stop yourself from breaking no contact or literally like doing anything that you don't want to be doing because you know that it's bad for you. So It could be like, um, I want to be hot and have fun and I want to save money. 
And in order to be hard and have fun, I want to feel like my time and energy is being spent well so that I can maximize the energy I have to make money and then minimize the amount of money that I'm wasting. And when I reply to this guy and I break no contact, I am getting in the way of my own money because I lose and deplete myself energetically, emotionally for somebody who doesn't appreciate me, doesn't respect me, has demonstrated that over and over again, uses me as a means to an end for him. So I can't break no contact because it's more important for me to be hot and have fun. It's more important for me to make money, save money, spend in a way that is like actually sustainable and fulfilling to me. This is not one of those things. So breaking no contact, that is not an option right now. And you need to find a way to do that for yourself, you know. That was just my example, which is why I think, you know, having a philosophy of being hot and having fun is so important as long as you create like all the surrounding, um, all the surrounding sort of like mental gymnastics you play around with to make sure that you stay on track. Being attached is temporary. Being attached at some point becomes a choice that you need to manage, okay? Because you are naturally going to create momentum around the different areas that you focus on in your life. If you are focusing on this guy and your relationship to him or the idea of your relationship with him and it's detrimental to you, then you need to redirect that energy, okay? So if you're directing energy in an area of your life that is giving you, that is beneficial to you, keep doing what you're doing, okay? You can observe and manage that as you go. When you realize that the area that you're dedicating time and energy to is causing detriment and harm to you, you need to pull back, reclaim that energy, like literally imagine yourself like sucking that energy back to yourself and find another channel for it because it's very difficult to just cut yourself off from something and then just move on with the other things in your life, okay? That energy needs to be directed somewhere else. So just find a hobby, okay? Anything. You think people come up with these excuses like, oh, I don't have time. I don't have the money. A hobby could be literally anything. Okay, look, you can get a pencil and just scribble on a piece of paper. That could be your new hobby. Energy goes in there. Walking around the block for an hour because you are wasting your time and energy dealing with somebody who doesn't respect you. Dealing with somebody who is just ready to accept like your energy without giving you anything in return. In, if anything, like taking your energy and then like, setting it on fire and like abusing it, that's even worse than if they just like didn't even take it. So your energy needs to be redirected into something else. The energy that you place in this relationship, in the idea of this relationship to the, towards this person, redirect it to something else. Maybe you put a little bit more effort into your work. Maybe you put a bit more effort into your friendships. Maybe you get a new hobby. Maybe you do an extra gym session every week, do an extra yoga session every week. Again, you need to do like the trigger and then the response sort of gap thing, writing in your death note, in your journal thought dumping. Even if it's just like, okay, I feel triggered and I want to text someone that I shouldn't be texting and put my phone down, I go and drink a glass of water. That costs zero dollars, okay? And less energy than if you were to reply and then have that like Pandora's box open and then fuck your life up. So it's important that you become aware of how much time and energy you're spending on this attachment. The fact that it's not benefiting you in any way, not contributing to you being hot and having fun, in fact, taking away from it, 
redirect that energy into something else. The skincare thing, get new skincare, okay? You're trying to go back into no contact for the fourth time you left some of your skincare at his place. No. Leave the skincare behind, babe. You can always buy a new skincare, okay? And if you don't think you can buy a new skincare, it's because you need to reconcile with the fact that you spent too much of your time and energy on this dude and the way that he was mistreating you. And now you've got to take that energy, go and make some money, then buy yourself new skincare. You know, maybe you need to go some time without your skincare and realize how much this has affected your life for the worse. Now you're having, you're having fun was in jeopardy because you're crying and throwing up when you talk to this guy, when you hang out with him. And now your hotness is also in jeopardy because you can't have access to your skincare because you left it at his house. See, these are all reasons why no contact is important. This is the kind of mental assessment, spiritual, emotional assessment you need to be doing. Because when you're not doing it, you're stuck in your feelings and you're triggered and you're either trying to repress your feelings or distract yourself from your feelings or create some temporary relief for your feelings by going and doing things that are not actually going to help you. And then you end up messaging me and I start making a podcast about it. Leave the skincare behind, okay? The skincare, I think it's so important to realize that there are very few things in life that are worth more than your mental peace. And until you have taken the time to figure out what brings you mental peace, what a state of mental peace for you really is, you will forever be stuck in chaos. And each person is going to be different. You know, for some people, mental peace is going to a yoga class. For some people, mental peace is, you know, what they experience at the top of a mountain. Other people, it's listening to music. Some people, it's lying on the couch doing nothing. Some people, it's, you know, feeling like they're making progress in their career, feeling at ease in their friendships. I think all of these things, to some degree, like, are going to help you or are are a part of like a person's, anyone's mental peace. And if you are constantly in a state of distraction and avoidance, you think you are experiencing mental peace, but you've just normalized a state of chaos that is actually detrimental to you and taking away from your ability to be hot and have fun. So learn to sit in uncomfortable feelings because they're not forever. And the more that you run away from them and you try to distract yourself from them or you try to repress them or you try to seek healing in the place that you've been hurt, the worse it's going to get, the more shit you're going to have to deal with. The more you try to ignore the fact that your house is a mess, instead of just cleaning it, the messier it will get. The mess compounds, the emotional baggage compounds. You're just going to have to face the fact that it's messy and start cleaning, start processing instead of running away from it because it just gets worse. You know, it's like this like sunken cost fallacy. You think that you've spent so much time trying to distract yourself. So if you were to face it now, then all that time you spent distracting yourself is suddenly wasted. But that is not the case. Okay. You've suffered for however many days. You don't have to suffer for that number of days plus one. Today is the day you can change that. Tomorrow is the day that you can change that. And, you know, maybe you keep a tally of how many days you go no contact, if that helps you. 
you can have a little habit tracker. Like I mentioned in a previous episode. Sorry, this is a blank piece of paper. <laughs> habit tracker. And maybe at the top, it's days of no contact. And every day you want to cross a day off and make sure that you're redirecting the energy that you were spending on that relationship in some other way. And the thing about no contact is that it's normal to miss the person that hurt you or that you were emotionally invested in or that you spent a lot of time with, okay? It's not wrong. It's not bad of you to think about them, to wonder about them, but you don't have to assign meaning to that, you know? Like I went through a period recently where I really missed one of my exes or I just like was thinking about them a lot. But I would rather walk around Shanghai barefoot than ever date that man again, okay? So the fact that I was thinking about him doesn't have to mean anything. It's just thoughts. You are actually assigning meaning to your life, whether you are aware of it or not. So you may as well become of the areas in which are important to you and the meaning that you want to create in your life and pursue that rather than just like willy-nilly letting each thought you have mean something because that's not the case. Recently, I went through like, a really difficult work challenge. And a lot of things happened that were actually out of my control and I had to decide, and I'm still trying to decide what I'm gonna let that mean for me because it would be easy to play victim or let it completely discourage me and then just like give up. You know, that's kind of like how you feel in the moment. But moving forward, I'm like, okay, well, I need to take this information as it is and then decide how I'm going to, you know, move forward. How am I going to let this define me? What part in the story of my life or my career do I want this to play? And I have to constantly check in with myself when I think about it and ponder these things to decide what that's going to be rather than just letting the instinctual or the reflexive response define. I get to decide. Thinking about my ex doesn't have to mean anything if I know that being with him doesn't solve any of my problems the way that I, you know, want to delude myself into thinking that it will, it won't. And like accepting that I'm a totally different person to who I was when I dated him. I have no idea what he's doing and whether or not we were to cross paths again, I'm not going to try to facilitate right now because I don't think it's going to bring me any joy, you know? Because the way that things unfolded and the way that I was treated required no contact. Okay, that's huge. Most of the time, your relationships with people can just kind of ebb and flow and you're close with them for a bit and a little bit of distance occurs and it doesn't have to be so like extreme. Like no contact is an extreme. It's important that you embrace it for what it is and you don't take it lightly because, you know, disagreements here and there are normal in a relationship, but they don't lead you to a place of, I can never speak to you again, or I need to not speak to you for an extended period of time in order for me to process what's happened because it has been so egregious, the effect on you or the effect on me. So don't take no contact lightly and think that it's something that you can just enter in and out of. You really have to commit to it. And when I've spoken about it on TikTok before, a lot of people say like the point of no contact is that it's never broken. And I think it just depends case by case. If you were in a really toxic, really terrible situation, of course, you no know, contact should not be broken. I think that for most of the time, 
no contact shouldn't be broken, but you know, if you, if it's unavoidable that you're in the same place as your ex, you can still like be cordial or you can still manage the situation on a superficial level and then cry about it later and then continue with no contact. You know, I think that very few situations where you've been treated very poorly in a relationship and you can easily repair that. I think in any situation where one or both parties has been so careless in how they behave and created pain on a level that requires no contact, that is not something that's easy to come back from, you know, or it doesn't, it takes time to heal that. So I think you need to set like no contact for at least one to two years before you even consider going back. If it's, if it was really bad, you know, some people you can just break up with and be like, yeah, sorry about it. Let's just like cool things off for like six months or whatever and see what the vibe is. And maybe you just, at that point, usually you don't need to speak to each other because like, what's the point? There's no point in being friends with your exes most of the time. In my opinion, you can be on friendly terms, but they don't have to be your bestie, your best friend. And they don't have to be on your inner circle, especially if you plan on dating other people. Very strange behavior if you ask me, but you know what? Everybody wants different things. This is just my opinion. Uh, but yeah, let's let the skincare go. Very few things in your life are more valuable than your peace of mind, okay? There's going to be stress. There's going to be challenges. Nothing in life comes easy. But if it is literally infringing on your ability to just like sit quietly with yourself, then it's not worth it in my opinion. Okay. Like I experience a lot of challenges in my work and different types of creative practice or whatever, but it is not so difficult that I'm like suffering endlessly to no benefit, you know, but that is what people are doing when they're like, breaking no contact with their ex and going back to the place that hurt them and thinking that somehow they're going to heal in that way. You won't. You won't if there is no mutual commitment to do so, okay? You wanting it to work and them not giving a fuck, that's not mutual commitment. So those are my thoughts on no contact. You got to a point where you thought about doing no contact for a reason, where doing no contact became essential for you to move on and you need to honor that. Stop being a clown. Let the skincare go. Because even if your skincare was really expensive and you left it in a place, in a, in a, in a chaotic and like unsafe place, you need to accept that that was your mistake, okay? You should not leave valuable things with people who have demonstrated to you that they don't treat you with respect. They don't treat you with respect. Why the F do you think they're going to treat your skincare with respect? Why would you leave something that's valuable to you in their space? You need to learn from this rather than deny and think that you can like fix it by undoing the, the clownery. I've been in situations where I needed no contact to happen sooner. And because of like ancillary collateral, I've had to maintain contact when that situation has been dealt with. No contact begins and it's not broken. 
Of course, you're going to think about someone that's played a part in your life, especially in the most recent past. It doesn't have to mean anything. It doesn't mean that you need to hit them up. It doesn't mean if they hit you up that you need to hit them up back. Uh, move on with your life. Focus on being hot and having fun. Referring to the, I think, habits episode, that was or like the Q&A episode where I talk about habits. When you've taken the time to really work on yourself and be consistent in building a new habit, in maintaining no contact, you realize and you appreciate how hard that shit is, okay? Very few people are just like easily making big changes in their life, okay? It's hard for a reason. That's why you appreciate the stages of your growth. That's why people admire other people who have committed to themselves in that way because on a subconscious level, you recognize that that shit's hard. Everybody recognizes that that shit's hard. Only the people that haven't tried can talk shit so easily and pass judgment so easily, you know? So when you've actually done it, you appreciate the effort that you've made and you are not willing to risk that effort going to waste because you can see and you can reflect on how much you've changed as a person. And then you want new experiences. You don't want what you once had because it's not applicable to who you are now. You know what I mean? You won't know what I mean until you try. So be consistent. Be self-compassionate. Whatever it is that you discover that you need to do to not break no contact, to do something consistently that is like to your own benefit and in service of your best self, don't allow other people to judge you or shame you for it or don't allow yourself to judge yourself or shame yourself for it. Most basic example for me is like thought dumping slash journaling. I literally thought that journaling was like so cringe before. I didn't really understand the point of it. I was like, why would I need to write to myself? Or why would I need to like spend time doing that? But it kept coming up as something that is supposed to be beneficial that I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. And then the changes that I experienced, the positive benefits that I experienced from doing it, I was like, okay, this is just what I need to do to maintain a sense of mental clarity. For whatever reason, this is the thing that helps me. And it helps me in a way that is beneficial to me, my long-term goals, to my other relationships. So anybody that judges me for doing that, they can literally get fucked, okay? Sorry, I don't judge other people for what they need to do to feel safe and to feel sane. I can encourage them to like maybe consider healthier options, but... I recognize that it's just up to them to figure it out for themselves, okay? And I took the time to figure it out for myself. I appreciate how much effort and time and mental barrier you need to push through to allow those, to do those things in a way that's consistent enough to have a positive payoff and to create and to close that gap between like where you're at and where you want to be in whatever part of your life that is. Then you're less likely to just like fall off the wagon again. The desire, the trigger does not really, the trigger loses its energetic charge because your energy has been directed elsewhere. And that just takes time. It takes time. You have to be consistent. You have to be patient. There are times where it's going to be harder. There's going to be days where it's harder than others. That's okay. Keep going. It doesn't have to mean anything. Okay. And I'm not even like, yeah, there are other things I could say to like try to cushion the blow for you. 
but you asked for a slap in the face and that's what I'm giving you, okay? So don't let people who have demonstrated to you over and over again that they don't give a shit about you as a person or you having your needs met, they only care about what they can extract from you, what association with you brings them, what the emotional like support that you give them is or your time and your energy. If you don't get anything out of it and you're literally crying and throwing up, metaphorically crying and throwing up, your friends are sick of it, your family's sick of it, your work is suffering, do something about it or don't but you'll be the one to pay the price at the end of the day. And you're going to need to accept that. And if you don't want to pay that price because you're too lazy to deal with those kinds of problems, as I am, and I consistently tell myself that I am, then don't break no contact, okay? You can do it. Don't give up. Very few men are worth it, you know? And even like in a non-gender specific way, very few, if like, in fact, no abusive relationship is worth it. Okay. Your mental peace is priceless for a reason. That is why there is nothing that you can buy that will undo the trauma you've experienced in life. You have to actually process it yourself. You have to mentally face it yourself. You can't buy your way out of it. There is money that will help you facilitate it. Money that might make it more comfortable but it won't go away, okay? So remember that. Don't give up. Thank you for tuning in. Let me know your thoughts and feelings. Leave a comment on the video. Like and subscribe. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok, SoundCloud, Spotify, the podcast Instagram, at friend.crush. I appreciate all your thoughts and feelings and feedback so much. Drink lots of water. Tell your friends and family that you love them. Yeah, get, like the appreciation, the attachment that you had to this person, direct that to the things in your life that are actually like fulfilling to you, you know, that bring you that sense of joy. And then you won't feel like you have to be giving that to that person so much. Stay hot and having fun. I'll speak to you soon. Love you.